0: I appreciate you giving my family margin to catch our breath. Last week, we had a chance to, to get out of town. We went to the beach and uh, got a chance to stick our toes in the sand. Ooh, we sat by the pool. We rested. We ate. Because how many of you know on vacation, you can eat whatever you want, and the calories don't count? Somebody say, yes, Lord. Some of you feel like you're on perpetual vacation then, huh? And, uh, but thank you for allowing us to just have a little spiritual therapy. And uh, man, I come back just fired up. In fact, I came back here today. You see the little design behind me. I have brought the beaches of Florida to you, okay? Somebody say thank you, Pastor Mike. See, I'm going to save you some money. You don't have to travel. I'm bringing the beach to the house today. I want to give you a little summer survival. Okay. This is a word that God dropped in my heart several weeks ago. And I felt like that this Sunday would be the perfect opportunity to bring this to the church, a little summer survival kit. Okay. How many of you have ever, you've prepared to go on a trip and you've packed up all of your stuff. Fellas, if if you're like me and you got ladies, a lot of girls in your life, you're packing up a lot of suitcases, Yeah, loading up a lot of gear, and it's your responsibility to put it in the car just right, right? It's kind of like Tetris, every little nook and cranny, and how we're going to fit all these bags into that little vehicle, and I can remember Rachel and I, we were taking a trip. In fact, I think we were going to Dallas, uh, to see my mom. And so uh, Rachel and, and the girls they had all their suitcases packed, and all of them have the leopard print suitcases. <laughs> How many know? I'm not packing in a leopard print anything. I got the little duffel bag, but they got the leopard print suitcases. And so I'm loading them up in the car, and we're taking off. Have you ever been on a trip and you just felt like you've forgotten something? Isn't that a bad feeling? You just, mm, I just know there's something, what is it, what is, and you scroll through your mind, all the inventory, you're doing the checklist, and you can't think up, I knew I forgot something. Well, we get all the way to Dallas, and I'm unloading the leopard print suitcases, and Rachel's like, babe, where's my gold bag? I said, what gold bag? She said, the gold bag right by the leopard suitcase. I'm like, I didn't see a gold bag. She said, I left it there for you to pack. I'm like, babe, I, I'm sorry, I, I forgot the gold back. Now, you know, there comes a time in every man's life, come on, somebody, <laughs> where you have to decide, is it worth turning the car around far to go get it? Some days, you just cut your losses. Can I have a good amen? The gold bag's got to stay where it, it is what it is. Can you say, oh, Yeah. I want to give you a little summer survival kit because I think there's some things, especially for us as a church, for you as an individual, and for your family, there are some essentials that you're going to need this summer. In fact, this is so important. I've got a list of six things. Everybody say six. I've got six things and, and... I'm going to do my best to try to squeeze all six things within the next 26 minutes and 37 seconds. Um, Because I think these are so important that if you forget them, that you're going to need to turn some things around in your life to go back and get. Are you with me? Okay, so check this out. I've got this decor here. This This is my little sandy area. We've got all the decor, all the look here. This is the beach of Destin, Florida. Okay, are you with me? You, are you in Destin right now? You just want, okay, can you just shut your eyes for a second? Come on, you hear the waves coming in. I mean, can you feel the sun just beating down on you? You feel that breeze? Ah, heaven. Okay, wake up. Here we are back in Baton Rouge. Um, there are a couple of, of essentials that I want to talk to you about. And the first is that as it relates to the summer survival kit, the first thing is this. I think if you're going to the beach, you've got to protect yourself with a little sunscreen. Come on now. How many know that this pasty white boy, <laughs> if he goes to the beach, he's got to have, what is this, SPF 50? I need about an SPF 500, okay? Okay. <laughs> Um, the, the, the sun, uh, first thing I want to talk to you about, and if you take a note to jot this down, I'm going to give it to you as quickly as I can, but I think this could be one of the most important the, the, of the survival kit for the summer. You've got to bring a little sunscreen for the soul. Okay. Now here's how God showed this to me, because the truth is this in life, there are relationships that will burn you. And some of you are here today, and you know about the UV rays of disappointment in a relationship. Come on now. You understand how dangerous it can be when you've been hurt. When you, uh, when trust has been broken, when people that you thought you could count on, that you thought they'd be a part of your future, you thought they were one way, but they ended up being another way. And, And then you get burned in a relationship. I'm telling you, you can't go to the beach and not have a little sunscreen for the soul. You know, there's, there's a word that Jesus uses in Luke chapter 17. When Jesus is talking to his disciples, he said this, Luke 1. offenses will surely come. He said, it's a guarantee in life. You're going to be burned. You're going to be burned by people. You're going to be offended. They're going to come. He says, but woe to the one they come through. You see, I believe this. We live in a society that's obsessed with being politically correct, political correctness, and we're easily offended. I'm telling you, you can't say anything anymore these days. And and people get hurt and wounded, and some of you have been burned in relationships, and Jesus talked about this. The truth is this. Everybody here this morning has been burned by somebody. But you know what? Everybody here has burned someone else. You know, life is about that. And and so the warning Jesus gives us is this, you're going to need some sunscreen for the soul. Now, when he says offense in Luke 1, I looked up that word in the Greek and it literally means this. There's a Greek word for the word offense or being offended. And it's called scandalon scandalon and it actually means the part of a of a trap where the bait is set Some of you have read John Bevere's book, The Bait of Satan. It's a fantastic read. And it talks about how the enemy will use offense, people that have been burned and hurt, maybe by the church, maybe by family members, maybe by close friends. And the devil will bait us into taking offense to something or or someone. And then we get burned in our spirit. I know some people who have a hard time trusting God because they've been burned in relationships at the church. I know people who who won't even commit to going to church because they've been wounded in the house of God. You know, we're fallen. How many of you know that people are human? And, 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 And the thing is, when you've been burned in your soul, when you've been burned by a, a relationship or a friendship, it's easy then to view life through that filter of being offended. Now, think about this. If you go to the beach and you get sunburned on the first day, how many ever gotten sunburned? I mean, you didn't realize you were getting the sun that you did, and you come in after that long day, and you're like, ooh, ah. ah. You try to put that shirt on, and it's like, ah. Man. And then your wife or your husband, your kids look at you like, ooh, you're like, what, what, what? And you go look at the mirror and you're like, oh. And then it ruins the rest of your trip. You know, because you're so sensitive. Your skin has been burned. Check, check, check this out. Some of us have been burned in relationships and our soul is so sensitive. It's like, ooh, it's tender to touch. Oh, I, And then what do we do? We put distance between ourselves and others. I don't want anybody to treat me like that ever again. I'm never going to let anyone get close to me ever again. He wounded me in the past. He'll never do that again. Sometimes those who are wounded, who've been offended, they carry a spirit of offense. And they get real suspicious of everything and everyone. Well, she didn't invite me to the jewelry show. She didn't. I heard she was, I saw on Facebook, she's at the jewelry show. Did you see the way she was looking at me? She was looking at my watch. She's jealous of my watch. She's probably at the jewelry show right now buying a watch just like mine. Now, come on, we kind of laugh at it and we think, oh, how silly. But how many of you know your mind will play tricks on you? And when you've been hurt by someone, When you've been hurt in a relationship, it's easy to create scenarios in your mind and God's saying, wait a second, I got some sunscreen for your soul. The the Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 165, great peace have those who love your law and nothing shall offend them. Can I have a better amen? Those of you who love the word of God, they walk in peace and they just refuse to be offended. You know, sometimes we'll judge other people by their actions, but we want them to judge us by our intentions. I was thinking about this just this morning on the way to church, driving down the road. How many have ever been driving down the roads of Baton Rouge and somebody crazy cuts you off and you're like, you idiot. How many of you talk to traffic? Come on, somebody. And how many of you know that Jesus needs to be a part of that conversation that you're having? Stupid drivers up in here. I can't believe it. Your license needs to be revoked. What's wrong with people these days? You're just so upset because they cut you off. And, 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 but yet, you, God forbid, you accidentally pull out in front of somebody you didn't see them and they lay on their horn at you. You're like, hey, give me a break. Everybody makes mistakes. Come on, look, grace. And then the Holy Spirit whispers to you, hey, Give them a break. The grace that you need. Oh, come on, somebody. How about you give? Come on, sunscreen for the soul. But I think the companion to sunscreen for the soul, you can't talk about when we're talking about summer survival. You gotta bring sunscreen. But if you've been burned, you need the aloe vera of forgiveness. Oh, come on, put your hands together if you believe that today. Mm, 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 mm. My, 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 my. What is it about aloe vera? You see, sunscreen will try to protect you from the UV rays of hurt and disappointment and, and heartache. But if you've been burned, I'm telling you, the best medicine is a little forgiveness. There's something about aloe that pulls the sting out of that burn. And I want you to know, when you come to a place like this, this is a healing place for a hurting world. I know I'm talking to men and women who have been burned in previous relationships, and sometimes we have trust issues moving forward. The best medicine for your soul is a heart of forgiveness. You know, because the truth is this, a lot of times the people that hurt us, they did it and they don't even know it. Now, sometimes they do. Sometimes it's intentional. And I know that there are people here who've been the victim of, 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 of abusive situations and, and I understand there's all different kinds of, of levels of pain. But a lot of times I discover that people that wound us, they say things or do things or they disappoint us and they don't even realize the pain that it's inflicted on us. And so what happens is when you've been burned or wounded or offended and they don't know it, they're just rolling on down the road, happy going on with their life and you've been stuck in the pain of your past. You're stuck in a moment and they've moved on. And so now you've got this offense that turns into bitterness, that turns into resentment, that's full-blown unforgiveness. And you've said, bless God, I'll never let anybody treat me like that again. And so you put up walls to protect yourself. But watch this. The walls of your protection become the walls of your prison. And you isolate yourself. And you wonder, why is your spirit so small? Let Let me tell you this. Forgiveness will keep you in the game. If you learn to turn the other cheek. Now, now forgiveness does not say what you did was okay. And and, and, yeah, it it was right. Forgiveness acknowledges that what they did was wrong, but it releases them in the spirit of Christ. Because the aloe of forgiveness reminds us of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Can I share something with you that will help you? And and God showed this to me years ago. and And what I'm about to say, it's easy to say, but it's tough to live. You need a revelation of what I'm about to say. God will never require you to forgive someone else more than he's already forgiven you. Can I say that again? You'll never have to forgive someone else of what they've done for you. All the stuff that's come against you and all the pain that's that's been created, the burn in your relationship, God will never expect you to forgive someone else more than he has already forgiven you. Aren't you thankful for the aloe vera of heaven? You see, when Jesus hung on the cross and he looked down at the perpetrators, those who were crucifying him, what did Jesus say? He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't even know what they do. They they, they don't even realize what they're doing. So I'm forgiving. Release them. You know, forgiveness says, I release you, I forgive you, and I expect nothing from you, not even an apology. Now, you know what? Either forgiveness is totally impossible or it's totally supernatural. How many of you know that it takes the supernatural power and presence of God to help you release those that have hurt you? Mm-mm-mm. Somebody say the sunscreen for the soul. Say the aloe vera of forgiveness. Now the third thing, that we're, this is all the summer survival kit. These are some essentials. But the third thing we're going to need when we go to the beach... We're going to need some sunglasses. The sunglasses of potential. Ah, I love it. This is important. And Paul talked about, Pastor Paul this morning talked about devoted student confidence. Can I preach out of these for just a little bit? Is, Is this messing anybody up? Babe, does this match my outfit? Are you not feeling this? I'm not feeling it either then. I like it though. I'm aware of it. The theme of our student conference, and I'm going to tell you this, parents, y'all can't take me seriously, can you? If you have a junior high or high school student, you need to adjust your schedule this week and make sure that your kids get here on Wednesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, because the whole theme of the conference is what do you see? You see, we've got to equip this generation to see God through the right perspective. Because you know what? If your view of God is messed up, then your view of people is always gonna be messed up. If you think God is eager to punish you and condemn you and judge you, you know what you're gonna walk in as it relates to other people? You're gonna walk in judgment and criticism and punishment. But if your view of God is a loving heavenly father, It's amazing how you view people, you view opportunities, and you view life totally differently. You see, the the, the devoted conference, one of the theme scriptures is found in Jeremiah chapter 1. And God begins to speak to Jeremiah, and this is what he said. He said, the Lord gave me this message. He said, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you as my prophet to the nations. And verse 6, he said, oh, sovereign Lord, I can't speak. I'm too young. You see, God begins to speak something prophetically over Jeremiah. And Jeremiah struggles to see it because all he can look at is himself. I believe this is the hour where God is raising up a generation of sons and daughters who will get a vision of who God is. If you'll keep your eyes on Jesus, then you'll grow, you'll grow in your confidence to do his will. But if you're only looking at yourself, you'll constantly be plagued by fear and doubt and worry and insecurity. Can I have a better amen? amen. You see, what do we see? We've got to see people through the lens of potential. Now, I was reading about Gideon just this past week, and in Judges chapter 6, the Bible says Gideon was hiding in the bottom of a wine press. He was hiding from the Midianites, and the angel of the Lord showed up and said, mighty hero, God is with you. And Gideon's like, what? Mighty hero? Man, I'm kind of like the scaredy cat down here and hiding from the enemy. If God's with us, what happened to all the miracles that our ancestors used to talk about? And the angel of the Lord says, go in the strength that you have. And I'll give you the strength that you need. Come on, if you'll go with what you have, God will show up with what he has. Can I have a better amen? And so Gideon assembled an army of 32,000 people. And then in one day, 22,000 left. In one day, all you who are mama's boys, all you who are afraid, just go on back to the house. And guess what? 22,000 walked out the door. Now he's got 10,000, and so there's another test, and God says, you got too much. 9,700 of them walked away, and Gideon is left with 300 men. Listen to me. He had to sort through the rejection of 31,700 no's. There were men who said no. 31,700 men said no. Only 300 said yes. But God built success on 300 yeses. Come on, somebody. What are you focusing on? When you look at life, are you looking at all the no's? Or are you focusing on God's yes? If you'll focus on God's yes, then trust him with the rest. Come on, somebody. The, The sunglasses of potential. Are you looking at problems? Or do you see Promises. Are you looking at obstacles or do you see opportunities? If we'll focus on who God is, then life gets put in perspective. Sunscreen for the soul, number one. The aloe vera of forgiveness, number two. Number three, the sunglasses of potential. F- finally, number four, check this out. The beach toys of fun. Oh, I, you, you got to have some fun if you're going to the beach. Come on. Now, now, now this is important to me, and I I want you to know this, because I feel it's important that we emphasize the life Jesus died to give us. Think about it. He he sacrificed himself on a cross so that you and I could not just have life, but he says, I want you to have it more abundantly. In fact, I want you to have it in abundance to the full until it over flows. You know what that tells me? That our journey with the Lord should be something that we enjoy. If you're not having fun in this thing, oh man. I talked to a guy one time and he said, you know, before I got saved, I was the life of the party. And now that I'm a Christian, well, my life's just boring. (laughs) And I thought, what? What God are you serving? That's, that's not the Bible that I'm reading. Man, if that's your experience, then you might need to check what it is that's happening in your life because the Bible says when Jesus died on the cross, he said, listen, I took upon your pain, your suffering, your misery upon myself. And in exchange, I've given you life. I've given you joy. I've given you peace. And I just, I really, I get challenged that sometimes we're identified with everything that we don't do. Well, I'm a Christian. I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't do that anymore. I stopped doing that. I quit doing that. Well, my goodness, what can you do? Hey, man, we got to identify with what we're for and not everything that we're against. Some of you, you need to learn to have more fun. I'm just telling you right now. You don't suffer from ADD. You suffer from PDD, play deficit disorder. You need to play. You need to smile more. In fact, turn to your neighbor and and ask him this. And and be honest now, this is the house of God. Ask him, say, am I I fun to hang out with? Go ahead, ask him right now. Say, do you enjoy being with me? Some of you are afraid about what you're going to find out. Some of you are getting a little revelation on your situation right now. you got to have fun, Oh, man. You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to tie up about 200 beach balls and just beach balls descending up on the church and just everybody going crazy. Everybody having fun. Look, keep it up. What we got going? Oh, got tagged in the back of the head. It's all right. She wasn't looking. Wasn't looking. And some, man, if you're going to go through life, with Jesus as your partner, then you need to have a good time. I know some people are like, I can't believe, Pastor, Pastor, did you just kick a beach ball in the house of God? How irreverent in God's house! How da- it's so sacred. And yet, they're being so carnal over there at Healing Place. You know, watch this. When the prodigal son came home, remember that, Luke 15? What did the father say? We throw in a party. Hey, we're going to throw down that calf that we've been fattening. Man, let's butcher that cow and we're going to have a barbecue. Now, if you're a vegetarian, I'm sorry, but God loves meat. Can I have a good amen? Put it on the grill, baby. He didn't say get those vegetable skewers and let's kind of get out. No, 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 no. Man, we, we throwing down on some red meat. And, and, but watch this, watch this. The older brother, remember the older brother? Oh, how dare. How dare he? A barbecue, what? Are you kidding me? I mean, after all the craziness that his son is doing. I mean, I've been here faithful all these years and dad, you've never even thrown me a pizza party. Can I tell you a religious spirit? will never celebrate others. I think fun ought to be a part of the journey. Hear me. Listen to this. This statistic I read recently. Do you know that your children, on the average, they laugh 146 times a day? A hundred and four. Your kids are laughing at anything and everything. 146 times a day, a kid laughs. You know how many times a day an adult will laugh? Four. Four Come on, somebody say ha. Ha. Say ha-ha. Okay, you've laughed twice now. I've got you halfway there. (laughs) Why is it that the older we get, it seems to be like more grouchy we become? Man, I tell you, when you're a kid, everything in life is up. Wait up. Hold up. Shut up. (laughs) Mama, I'll clean up. Can I just stay up? I mean, when you're a kid, everything is up. But it's amazing how, when you're an adult, everything seems down. Hey, slow down. Calm down. Come down here. Sit down. Put that down. Why is it? Listen, I'm convinced that the longer we walk with Jesus, the more excited we ought to be about him. I think that Christians ought to have the most fun. Listen, what is it about people that you enjoy being around? Don't you love being around people who love life? It wasn't there something magnetic about Jesus that even uh, p- publicans, tax collectors, prostitutes, man, those who, uh, wicked people, immoral people, they just they, they clamored to be around him. Why? Because the life inside of Jesus said something to the emptiness that they were experiencing. Hey, if the only thing that was right about you, listen to what I'm about to say. If the only thing that you got right in your Christianity, and then there's a lot to pay attention to from Genesis to Revelation. If the only thing we got right in our Christianity was our level of joy, then this world would see it and be desperate for it. We could change the world around us. I'm telling you, evangelism would be a piece of cake. Now, now there's a lot of do's and a lot of don'ts, but if the only thing you got right, and that's what I know you've heard me say this before, but I've made this decision. I'm coming to church, and nobody is going to be happier in this building than me. Not one person. I'm not. I, I will not let you out. Happy me. You come to my house. I'm going to be the happiest person in my house. Come on, somebody. Uh, you know. You know. Some of y'all to do because the world's just so mad. Everybody's just so mad, and there's nothing worse than a mean Christian. Some of you just need a smile. Just smile. You need to walk up in a public place and smile someone down in Jesus' name. For real. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, we've got a little bit of heaven on the inside of us that needs to be expressed. Can you say amen? Amen. You know what you need to do? Just randomly today in your house, just break out singing. Just singing. I'm singing. I'm singing. I'm in a store and I'm singing. (laughs) Smiling, smiling is my favorite. I just love to smile. Be happy. Break break out and dance. You know, I did that yesterday at the house. We turned on some music. Man, I started dancing. I got some great dance moves. (laughs) And my kids are so, man, they love watching me dance. You see, listen, if you're going to survive this summer, you got to put a little fun in the journey the Bible says this, the joy of the Lord is your what? Strength. strength. Well, if joy is the equivalent to strength, what does the absence of joy create? Weakness. You see, the devil's after your joy. He's like, I'm going to take all your beach toys and they're coming with me. And if he can take your joy, then he has stolen your strength. Turn to your neighbor and say, not going to happen. Do not surrender the beach toys of fun. Can I have a good amen? And I just need to throw this out here. You think I can get it up in the raised seating? I can't do that. I'm not going to. What, 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 what? You challenged me? What, 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 what? Did we catch it? Did I hurt anybody? (laughs) All right, let let me wrap this up. Okay, so somebody say sunscreen for the soul. Say aloe vera of forgiveness. Say sunglasses of potential. Say beach toys of fun. And finally, look, check this out. We're going to need some sandcastle... Of eternity. Now, here's, catch this, catch this. The sand, when you go to the beach, you're going to make a sandcastle. And I thought about this this past week when we were there at the beach watching the kids, they were digging and they were building and they were constructing. You know, everybody goes to the beach and the kids like to dig in that sand and they got all the stuff to dig and to, to pile things up. But, but you know, the truth is this when you make a sandcastle at the beach, you know it's not going to last. You know it's not. You're building something temporary. Eventually, The waves are going to come, that tide's coming in, you know, people are going to be walking by. Eventually that sand castle will disappear. And here's the point. Don't hold tightly things that are temporary. You need to hold those things loosely and you need to distinguish what's temporary and what's eternal. There are some things that we're pursuing that mean so much to us, and and God's economy, they're simply passing away. God says, don't put greater stock in things that will eventually pass away. He says, invest yourself in people, eternal souls, those things that will last forever. Can I have a good amen? So finally, and then I'm asked the band to come out and then I, I, I want to close. Here's, here's the last thing when it comes to the summer survival kit. And perhaps my favorite thing to do at the beach is to just chill. Oh, I feel like I'm getting old. Is <laughs> to chill under an umbrella. And I want to talk to you about the umbrella of Christ. And this perhaps is the most important of all. You know, because you're under a covering. And when it comes to our journey, here's the thing that I love about this church. I love being under the covering of this house. I love the favor that God's put on Healing Place Church. And it's important to me that my family, my wife, my children, that we are under that Covering. I, I love spiritual covering. I've got pastors and, 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 and advisors that help to tend to my soul, to make sure that I'm healthy as a husband, as a father. How many of you know that I'm no good to this church if I'm not good to my family? That my best disciples should have my last name. There's a covering that God gives us. He gives us a church covering. Some of you like, man, I don't need church. Maybe you've been burned in church and you feel like, well, I don't need church anymore. I'm just going to sit at home. I can watch church on TV. And God bless, you know, church that's televised. I'm thankful for, you know, T.D. Jakes and and Joel Osteen and all these great, you know, uh, churches and pastors. But the problem is this. If you get sick in the hospital, T.D. Jakes is not going to come visit you. You know, you have a crisis in your marriage. Joel Osteen is not going to counsel you. You need spiritual family. And it's found under a covering. I'm thankful for the covering of a local church, of spiritual leadership. I'm thankful for the covering that a small group gives me. But ultimately, I'm thankful for the covering of Christ. Jesus is that banner that we've got to be under. The scripture says that his banner over us is love. He's stretched it over our experience, and if we'll live life under the umbrella of his covering, then the blessing, the favor, the anointing, the provision, I consider this, the blessing that's on this house, Healing Place Church is a blessed church. And there's a favor that's on this house. And if I position myself in the house, then the blessing that's on the house trickles down to me. You know, the goodness of God that he's put on this spiritual cover, I'm going to tell you, we need covering. We need to be under the umbrella of Christ. You and I, we live in the South, and we know this, that if food is left uncovered too long, it spoils. It goes bad. And some of us have been doing life out from under the covering of God, and things are spoiling, and God says, wait a second, no, 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 bring back. Get back under the cover. Paul said it this way in Ephesians 1. I I like preaching from this chair, it was awesome. Paul said it this way. He said, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Can I have a good amen? He has blessed us with every spirit. Where is it? It's under the covering of Christ. It's under the umbrella of Jesus. And so if we'll position ourselves under this umbrella, then every blessing that we need, we'll find in him. Amen. Do you receive that today? Awesome. Come on, put your hands together. Thank you for listening. For more information about Healing Place Church, go to healingplacechurch.org or give us a call at 225 753 2273.